You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, for your Tuesday episode. Um, coming out a little bit later today, obviously, with the Browns with an off day yesterday. Um, not much new news. Um, not going to get any more practices streamed until uh, the final scrimmage Friday night. Um, so we'll just play the week as it comes here and report the news as we get it. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show at Locked On Browns on Twitter, as you guys all know. Make sure you're following. DN's open, all that good stuff. Going to sit down with Pete Smith here today. Um, break down, uh, you know, some NFL news here. We're going to start, you know, talk about some of these final roster spots. Got a bunch of listener questions to get to. So we'll start, you know, just digging in here, Pete. Um, NFL-wise, Pete, obviously most relevant to the Browns, um, Logan Ryan, Logan Ryan signing uh, with the, his hometown, New York, Giants, but some interesting move yesterday. The Jaguars just, you know, basically passing and giving up on Leonard Fournette. Um, Derwin James now, again, another lost season for an incredible talent. Um, you know, every, you know, we go through this every summer, you know, players getting lost, weird cuts. And obviously, you know, Logan Ryan um, ended up, you know, going to the Giants. Not sure how invested the Browns actually were, but, you know, NFL League news of the day, folks. Uh, so uh, again, I wasn't surprised that, uh, Logan Ryan went elsewhere. I don't think the Browns were interested. Uh, I think they're, you know, they're more, uh, prepared to roll with Sheldrick Redwine than, than most fans seem to seem to be. Uh, they just need depth behind him and, uh, whoever's going to be that backup strong safety. Um, look, Leonard Fournette, um, one, I had that two, um, he's got a, whether it's fair or not, he's got a reputation that he doesn't love football. Uh, and there are incidents going back to when he came out, uh, uh, you know, that basically suggest he, he, he was more worried about the money than he was being a great football player. It doesn't mean he hasn't been fine at times, but he's also just not that good. I mean, he's basically become Carlos Hyde. Um, and you don't trade for Carlos Hyde. So uh, there's the argument that people think uh, they cut him because that makes them less competitive as they try to tank. I I, I guess I, I would think you'd want to keep Fournette if you want to lose, but um, nothing, you know, n- none of that surprised me. I expect he'll end up in either Las Vegas or uh, Seattle when, when the dust settles on that one. And then, uh, you know, Derwin James, uh, it's you know, it's a shame because he's a really, really good player. Uh, this was the concern with him coming out of Florida State. Um, he had injury there, which is part of the reason he dropped to, you know, as far as he did. Uh, and then, you know, this is his second major injury, and it's all on his, you know, his legs, which makes you worry uh, about how he's going to be able to continue his career or if he's going to be, um, you know, is, is he going to be lesser than he was? Um, and, and this is obviously a big impact on the chargers who, you know, some people were trying to let that defense romance them into believing that they were going to be pretty good this year. And, and with, with, with Derman James out, it already feels like they're, you know, they're, they're a pretty bad football team. So that's, you know, that's really disappointing from that end. But, uh, yeah, that's that's sort of where we're at. 
Um, the Derwin James thing, and this is, you know, we get into this, you know, of players being able to do, you know, multi-faceted roles. And that's where Derwin James obviously comes in. Um, you know, there was a highlight of him last week, you know, covering Keenan Allen, one of the best route runners in the league, on Keenan Allen like a glove. You can play him at the line of scrimmage. You can play him deep. He tackles well. He covers well. He has length. Just, a, you know, a special, special talent. But obviously, you know, health is paramount. Um, and that's a huge, huge blow, you know, for the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, and we'll see, you know, how the rest of the AFC West shakes out this year. Fournette, look, there was 1,150 yards on the ground last year. Did catch 74 passes. Um, but, yes, I, and I do remember, Pete, this was going back to the combine. He didn't like the way he performed in a particular drill and then just, you know, bagged the next drill. Just didn't even do it. Walked away from it. Um, and somehow still uh, a person like Tom Coughlin felt the value to draft him number four overall. In what was a loaded running back class. If you want to go check out the 2017 NFL draft and check out all the running backs that were drafted after Leonard Fournette just shows you that maybe, you know, the, you know, the juice isn't worth the squeeze, so to speak, when you're going to go and try to draft a running back that high with Logan Ryan, it, it, it was, it, it was a perfect replacement. Um, But again, you know, and this is stuff we've talked about with Sheldrick Redwine all off season. You have no idea what the new brass essentially thinks of him. Did you maybe get nervous when they signed two free agents and safeties and they drafted one in Grant, Grant Talbot as high as they did? Uh, so it, it certainly causes you some concern, some hesitation as to what they truly think of him. Um, but, you know, Pete is, you know, harped on this a lot. And one of the things that makes Redwine unique and not putting him, you know, on the upper echelon of these safeties that can do everything is we did see Sheldrick Redwine do you know, multifaceted roles last year. The athleticism there tested translate to what should be, you know, a guy who can cover, you know, runs well, able to, you know, flip his hips around, things of that nature. Um, Had, you know, no issues getting his nose dirty, tackling, things of that nature. So Sheldrick Redwine, you know, the obviously the opportunity is here. Um, And again, Joseph Sandejo, you know, they're here on small, minimal contracts. So you could find a way where it, it's a starting safety tandem in 2021 of Sheldrick Redwine, Andrew Sandejo. I still truly believe there's going to be something else brought in. You're going to obviously, first things first, is you're going to look at San Francisco 49ers. They have a couple of veteran safeties who will not be starters for them this year who played for Joe Woods last year. Either one of those guys get cut. You're talking about most, specifically a player like Marcel Harris. He's familiar with Joe Woods. He would be able to come in and and you know exactly you know what Joe Woods is expecting of him. That's probably the first place you're going to look. Um, you know the rest of it. You know we'll see. I mean, do I believe the fourth safety is currently on the roster? Probably not. Um, but we will obviously you know find out as you know we go through the end of this week and we roll into you know next weekend and the cuts happen and then obviously the waiver pickups. Uh, we got more to get to here as far as you know final you know positional battles here through this last week of the regular season on your Tuesday. Lockdown Browns, Jeff Lloyd with Pete Smith. The new and improved Bilt Bar is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors now, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six brand new flavors, caramel brown, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Combine that with some of your traditional favorites, German chocolate, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, and double chocolate bars are covered in 100 chocolate they're soft and they are easy to chew built bar is great for the health conscious guy lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and they are great for the keto diet a flavor profile on the cherry barcia 17 grams of protein 130 calories 
four grams of sugar, four grams net carbs. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code all caps, no space, locked on, and you get $10 off your next order. Again, use the promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Pete, I think, you know, obviously every positional spot has their battles at this point. Um, you know, on offense, I think one of the weirdest that well, I mean, one of the weirdest things about how this offensive line battle is going to work out for these last couple of spots is JC Treader's availability. Um, look, you always need a backup center. Right now, their backup center is the starting center. If J.C. Treader isn't able to go week one, you're going to have to carry somebody else that can play center. And it, it could maybe end up where it's 10 offensive linemen out of the gate, where ideally they'd only like to keep nine. But they have to have some sort of plan if J.C. Treader is not going to be able to go. And you know, you're going to need someone to be a backup center week one. Well, presumably it would be Evan Brown because he's been the guy who's been repping exclusively at that next center spot. Um, he also has the ability to play guard. Um, the other option, if they don't go that route, would be uh, Willie Wright, who I think is going to make the team anyway, uh, who's been playing uh, second team guard, left guard. Uh, he has been a center, um, so that always helps. Uh, so those would be the two guys to, that I would think would stand out from that point. If they want to keep Evan Brown because, you know, just they think he's better, uh, than the other guards they have, then that, that makes it sort of easy that you have that ability to put in another guy who, who can snap without actually, um, sacrificing anything. That's certainly helpful. Um, you know, that, that could be the difference between like, let's say they're waiting uh, till the beginning of the season to sign a guy like Ronald Leary. Um, I could see that being sort of a slight delay on that front. Um, like maybe Brown is kept a week if, if that's what it ne- needs to be. Uh, and then when Treader comes back, they move on from Brown and bring sign Leary officially at that point. I'm not sure. Uh, but the problem is with the amount of opt-outs they had, you know, finding that next guard, um, it, 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 they may, maybe they like Michael Dunn. I think he's basically just been a guy who's getting reps. So at this point, I think Evan Brown is the early, it would be the guy who's most likely to do that job. Yeah, I think Brown's going to get a benefit here. And again, you know, uh, you know, if we don't hear, you know, J.C. Treader on a on a practice field, uh, you know, I would say by Friday, cause I mean, now you're talking, it's going to be close to a month, um, you know, where it's not to say he's going to be behind. Sure. He's going to be behind. Um, but you know, then there's, you know, getting yourself physically back into shape. So, you know, I mean, obviously JC Treader and his health holds, you know, an interesting wild card as far as this. Um, now one, one fo- person we haven't talked about a lot on the offensive line, and he's intriguing. And for some aspects of it, he's looked pretty good. Undrafted, you know, uh, free agent, uh, you know, six foot eight, Alex Taylor out of South Carolina State. Pete, you got to see him down there last year at the Senior Bowl. Um, now, this is look, there's some really bad teams in the NFL. And we just talked about Jacksonville, um, who can afford, you know, a roster spot to try and develop and see if, you know, there's something there and, you know, put the time and the onus and the effort in. Um, Alex Taylor is certainly an interesting, you know, project. 
Um, and the question would be for the Browns, do they have time to work with two young left tackles? As obviously a lot of bonuses and time is being spent on Jedrick Wills making the switch from the right to the left. But Alex Taylor certainly creates, you know, an intriguing player you'd like hopefully to get to spend some more time working with. Yeah, I, I the more I see of Alex Taylor and the more the, the the Browns utilize Alex Taylor, I don't think they can cut him if they want to keep him. Um and he uh I'm not Kendall Lamb's not doing anything for me based on what I've seen in this camp. And I don't see everything, but he's not doing anything for me. If it was up to me, I would trade Kendall Lamb because there's going to be interest. Um, there are too many teams that need help uh, that will give up something for a, a, you know, a guy who's actually played and played well at points. Um, and I would keep Alex Taylor. He's repped at both left tackle and right tackle. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm curious if the decision to have Chris Hubbard Wrote, uh, rep at both left tackle and right tackle is sort of in preparation for this because at that point Alex Taylor would, Taylor would be the true fourth tackle um, from that standpoint and and that sort of gives you a little bit of a buffer but when they got Taylor as an undrafted free agent I thought you know this was entirely going to be to try to get him to the practice squad uh, but he's gotten thicker which was the whole thing he was you know six eight three oh eight uh at, at the uh senior bowl and, and stuff like that and he looked um thin and and very lean uh but he worked hard especially as a run blocker he, he competed uh he looks thicker he's got a better base than he had there i mean this is sort of one of the benefits of getting bill callahan as your offensive line coach is he's getting some of these guys to play much better and faster uh, than, you know, maybe they otherwise would have. So to me, I, you know, I think the Browns, maybe they're, they're willing to let Taylor go and hope he gets back to the practice squad in a year where maybe other teams are less likely to do that. But to me, uh, I would keep him uh, and I would try to trade Kendall Lamb. It's, you know, I mean, it, it's, it seems there's a lot to work with and, you know, coming from the basketball background, you know, the, the footwork, you know, should be able to, you know, come around, obviously functional strength and, you know, being just thicker, like you mentioned. Um, but, you know, that's one where, you know, you, you hate to let that one basically, you know, slip out, so to speak, because, you know, it looks like there could be something there. And look, if you took the gamble on him, obviously, uh, there, you know, you want to hopefully, you know, reap the rewards in one Alex Taylor. Um, two third year skill guys, uh, Pete, Damian Ratley. Um, it's the same camp story for Damian Ratley all three years now. Don Trail Hilliard. Um, and, you know, in the past, the Browns have been able to keep four running backs. The reason they can do that is because they weren't, you know, really traditionally, you know, employing a fullback at least last season. <clears throat> we know Andy Janovich is going to be here. <clears throat> so you've got the battle between Hilliard and Johnson for running back three. And if you work the numbers between nine offensive linemen, four tight ends, six wide receivers, so to speak, it gets down to where you can really only keep four in the running back field, which would put it maybe a contest, you know, a battle between Hilliard and Johnson, but two third year players and they've had, you know, mild success. They've been special teams players, but it may be time where, you know, the, you know, the rubber meets the road here where this roster has just gotten too talented and, you know, just because they play special teams may not be enough for either one of these two anymore. Well, right now, I think Dearness Johnson is going to get that job. Um, I, I think just 
in this past season, seemingly this off season, I just think Dearness Johnson has gotten better. Uh, where I feel like Hilliard has sort of stayed the same. Um, so I think Johnson is seems to be a better fit for what they're what they want to do on offense. Uh, he he he's effective at, at catching passes. He's able to 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 run reasonably well, and he does play on special teams, and that's a value. and And I think that's going to be. Crit, uh, critical in making a lot of these end of the roster decisions. So right now he's a guy who can return kicks and he's a guy who can do some of those things uh, that add to his value. So I think Dearness Johnson is going to win that battle that clearly they like Damian Ratley um, as did the last group. Um, it, last year, he basically got uh, on the roster, the final roster, basically on scholarship because he didn't actually do anything. This year, he at least got back on the field and was able to sort of showcase a little bit uh, on on that scrimmage and look pretty good. Uh, and and obviously, hopefully, he's going to be you know a fully healthy week um, to you know make that closing argument for his his status. Uh, but it's it's a relatively competitive field. I mean, there's a couple guys that. I think Kaderil Hodge is going to make this team. Uh, I think uh, I think Higgins is going to make this team. So you're already at four receivers. How you know are they are they going to keep six? Are they going to go five? If it's five, then it's Ratley against guys like uh, or Donovan Peoples Jones is going to make this team. So that's five. So if they're exactly. going to keep a sixth guy, then you know it's Ratley versus you know Jamon Moore. It's Ratley versus uh, so, some of those end of the roster guys. And I think Jamon Moore. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think JoJo and Adson's making the team. Um, I, 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 th- I like Jamon Moore. Uh, I, I, I think he's a guy I, I would really like to get to the practice squad. So from that standpoint, if they keep six receivers, I think Ratley's going to end up being the sixth. Um, but that's not really how you want to make the team uh, if you're Damian Ratley, and and I think you're going to have to showcase your value pretty quickly because you, you know, if if for whatever reason somebody comes available that they like. You know who else is going at that point? That you know that that's sort of the thing. You've you've put yourself in a position to be very expendable. Yeah, and you know with the rookies here, um, you know, and you know with the analytical front, you know they're going to understand how little time that these guys have gotten. So you know even with Donovan Peoples Jones, where there's been highs and lows, they're not going to dump on a you know they're not going to dump a guy they invested a draft choice in after four weeks. It's just not going to happen. So anybody was drafted, they're here. They are staying. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, Natson could be in that mix for me. The only reason I think so is because I'm not sure how much pressure in, you know, they want to put on Donovan Peoples-Jones early as far as returning. Look, Odell can go back there and fair catch. Obviously, Jarvis Landry can do it as well. You maybe not going to want to do that with either of these guys, you know, with them you know, coming off, you know, surgeries, both of them. Um, if you keep the earnest, he can do it. Um, there's ways to manipulate, you know, punt returner. I don't know if anybody's, you know, overly too concerned, but, you know, it's going to be interesting because you got about three or four guys battling it out for wide receiver six uh more to get to we'll get to some listener questions here taking you through your tuesday edition of locked on browns hey guys and gals i want to tell you about a new website that just launched august 1st called ohio versus everyone.com the site covers all ohio sports and uh and i'm sorry and pop culture they have in-depth interesting articles about the cavaliers the browns the indians cincinnati reds and Bengals, and your ohio state buckeyes I uh, just recently read uh, Nick Grossman wrote a recent article on the Cavs uh, fan favorite, Matthew Della Vadova 
whether or not you know they're going to be able to keep him in the fold. So go ahead, check all that out. It's all your favorite teams, all in one site. And because they cover all the teams, they only bring you the best, most interesting topics. Check them out. Again, it's ohioversuseveryone.com. That's Ohio vs. everyone.com. Now we're going to roll through some listener questions. And you guys are always the best with this. I do appreciate it. We will start here. Uh, yeah, no, we're not going to play the Scottish Hammer at safety. Uh, come on. Most of these we hit on already. All right. From at Luckbuck, what type of personnel do both Stefanski and Woods go with, given how close the first two games are to each other? Do you think the schemes put in on both sides work well, given the right time frame to the season and only 14 padded practices? Cincinnati, it's a mixed bag of nuts, Pete. Um, the limited amount of padded practices, that's one that's going to maybe cause you a little concern week one going down to Baltimore. Yeah, the, as far as the Ravens are concerned, it's you know the, the the guys you want to be able to play are able to go. I mean, I I think that becomes a a uh, a Sendejo game because you're going to want to match up size in that perspective. Uh, I mean, obviously the, this is a game you would have liked to have Grant Delpit, um, but you know whether it's Kevin Johnson or it's MJ Stewart, I don't know what MJ Stewart's timeline is. Um, those are the guys you know, that you would play in a more receiver heavy set. Uh, and MJ Stewart's a little bit of a combo guy, but I think with Sendejo, that's sort of where you want to be. And maybe they play three linebackers more than perhaps they'd want to in this, this, uh, this week. Um, but that's certainly a possibility just to match up uh, that physical uh, heavy run game. But uh, Sendejo allows you to deal with a little bit of the uh, play action and uh, range that's going to be able to, help against their their passing game uh, you know running the ball offensively i mean this is you know hopefully you're ready to go i mean i i i it's i can't just look at them and go oh they're ready to play um you're hoping that the 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 program they've put them through will have them ready to be able to uh create uh problems for the ravens on on the offensive line my worry for those first two weeks is nick harris uh whether Brandon Williams or DJ Reader are the exact pl- style of players that gave Harris fits in college, um, except they're obviously much better. Big, just overpowering nose tackles um, that just cause you a lot of problems. And, and I, I, my guess is that the Browns are going to have to either get away from uh, the center in those places, or they're going to have to use you know double teams to try to to create some. De- uh, some uh, space there and because they can't just allow Harris to sort of sit on an Island in those matchups based on what I've seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's look, either way, it's going to be, you know, it was going to be tough on Tyra on Harris, you know, if it does in fact, you know, end up where he is, you know, starting the first week or two, um, you know, all the bulls coming fast. Um, it's, you know, and obviously, you know, add in Clay, uh, Clay's Campbell, obviously another member, of that now Ravens defensive line, it's he's you know if it does come down to Harris Thornton, he is going to see a lot, a tremendous amount in these first couple of weeks. From at Drake Maddox twenty eight, what is the deal on Sheldrick Redwine, and what are realistic expectations from Redwine here in year two, Pete? Now that obviously there's going to be you know a bigger onus on you know his importance within this defense. Well, he knows how to do the job. I mean, he was pretty good in coverage last year. I don't know what you're 
you know, what's realistic to expect from him is sort of a run run defender, but you know, that's not why what he's in there for. He's in there to protect over the top. He's got range. He's able to do some of those things. Hopefully, you know, he's taken what he was able to do last year and improved upon it. If he has, then, you know, he may surprise people. It may be sort of a Justin Burris situation where, you know, you have no expectations coming in then all of a sudden this guy's doing his job well and, you know, he's not hurting you and it's, it's enough to get you by that, that, that he's not, he's not a deficiency. That's sort of where I'm at. As long as he's not a deficiency, we're fine. I don't know if he's going to suddenly become a playmaker in some of those things, but he does his job. He, he makes the plays he's supposed to make then Then we're in good shape. Okay. And then last one here from at Keelan Clyde. Um, any concern with Jedrick Wills and what appears to be slow development? I, 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 this was probably to be expected. Um, and then, of course, you know, the reps versus Miles Garrett, you know, this, you know, when you're seeing the elite of the elite and obviously doing everything, you know, as far as footwork, you're doing it counteractive to what you've done your entire life. This was to be expected, Pete. And, you know, I, I think this is maybe something that maybe a lot of people are feeling because they went out of their way to mention that no matter what, there is no competition at left tackle. It is Chedrick Will's job. Um, of course, you know, no OTAs, no rookie OTAs, no mini camps, all stuff that certainly didn't help Wills with more preparation time. But this was to be expected. Yeah, I, I'm worried because he's a rookie and he's got to go against, you know, some fantastic pass rushers right out of the gate. Matt Judon, week one. Um, that's not easy. It doesn't mean I, I, I don't think that. It doesn't mean I think that Jedrick Wills is not going to be a, a good player. It's just it's a really difficult test. I mean, it, it we'll see how much um, he benefits from what has been a really difficult matchup uh, group in practices, whether it was Olivier Vernon or Miles Garrett or Adrian Claiborne or even Porter Gustin. Um, those are all talented players that are going to make him work and, and, you know, if you watch Building the Browns or whatever, you've seen sort of Olivier Vernon trying to help out Wills uh, on on some of the stuff to expect and some of the ways to sort of counteract and stuff. But it's a it's a process, and and there are going to be ugly uh, issues with that at points. Um, I I still hope that we are talking about Wills being you know the fourth or fifth best lineman on this team this year. I mean that's would be good so long as it doesn't mean he's getting killed. It just means that you've got Joel Batoni, you've got Jack Conklin, you've got JC Treader. You, you know, Wyatt Teller should be okay. Um, he should be fine at that right guard spot. Um, so if, if Wills is the fifth best guy and all those guys are playing well, that's, you know, that's, that's fine. And it's more of a, a nice problem to have. And again, you know, just because he was the 10th overall selection, um, you've got to look at the whole scope of it here and the offensive line he was brought into and he's going to be a starter of starter on. And yes, what, like we've said, if he's just the fourth or fifth best offensive lineman this year, and you know, of course, like he's not getting you know, whipped like a government mule week in, week out, th- that's okay. That's what a real realistic expectation is for the position switch, the position switch that you are asking him to go through. Uh, that's it for this one. We're going to put a bow on this one here. Um, everything over at Browns Digest on SI.com. Make sure you're checking, uh, you know, Pete and the crew out over there. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Again, myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show 
at Locked On Browns. We'll continue to you know plow through it here this week. Obviously, we, you know Friday night we'll get the final scrimmage that we'll all have access to. Um, but for that, you know Browns camp and as far as the streams, those are shut down. Um, you know, so we're just going to have to you know basically take the news as it comes here day by day without getting to put you know too much eyes on it ourselves. You know, we got to do the offense here and some question marks there. We'll get to the defense this week as well. Just, you know, everything and, you know, as it comes, we'll give you the news here on Lockdown Browns. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.